when you are going through something and you don't think you're going to get through it because you actually will do something for someone else, find a way to motivate and empower someone else. That'll help you take your mind off, off of what you're doing because you will get through it, but along the way, reach out and help someone else. And when you do that, you're going to be blessed. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Hey, it's that time again. I'm the Professor of Perseverance. Thank you for coming in on the Professor of Perseverance Podcast. Uh, let's see here. What are we going to do? Oh, today, oh, today's going to be a wild day. We'll see if we get through it. We got tornado watches and thunderstorms coming through in December. We're reaching 70 degrees right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. So we'll see how things. We're going to go through some obstacles here today. Hopefully not too bad. Hey, the guest today, this is the topic that's dear to me as well. All right. Uh, she experienced some bullying while she was in school, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, now let's see what them bullies do, right? See what they're doing today. Uh, I, and we'll get into this with this other friend, other friend of mine. All right. But she says that she's thankful that she was bullied as a child because bringing the bulliness prepared her to grow thick skin and help to stand her ground as a retail executive in Boston. All right. So a author of the book, she's an author as well, a little children's book, mommy, why are my eyes so big? So welcome to the show, Madonna. Hannah. Well, hello, Professor. I want to say, uh, send greetings from Washington State, where the weather is overcast and calm because it sounds like things are just a bit too exciting where you are. It's 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 going to be. We just went through something just four or five days ago, and boy, it was thundering and, and lightning, and I mean. This time of the year, when it gets above 60, well, it, it hits us hard with the uh, rain and stuff and thunderstorms. And then we have to watch out for the tornado watches and stuff. Ooh. So we're expecting uh, from now to the next 12 hours, basically, uh, tomorrow morning to, to see how things go. So uh, everybody out there, pray for the best for us. Yes, I will be praying. It is uh 47 degrees here in Washington and uh, very calm for the moment. But I will. Yeah, we're, 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 we're knocking on the door right at 70. Today. Oh, my gosh. Especially and, and, in, yeah. in December. Exactly. Yes. yes, yes, yes. All right, Madonna. Hey, thank you for coming on and sharing your valuable time. Plus your valuable journey and story here for our listeners, for them to you know, get some motivation, get some inspiration, get some hope in their life to get some education on what they can do 
to get over this uh, bulliness, to get over themselves from being bullied. You know, some people, they get bullied, 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 and then they hold it on even when they're adults and they're shy and saying things. They're worried about people snapping. And so this way we can, you know, hopefully get them out of there and uncork the genie within them and then get out and blossom to the world. I I agree. I agree. We shall uh, assist them with their perseverance. <laughs> there we go. That's right. So and uh, if well, I can um, just go ahead and start and let everybody know that I was bullied because of the color of my skin. I was raised in a suburb of Boston, Massachusetts, and. Wow. <laughs> Anybody who's ever been bullied, you will always remember the first and last names of the people who have bullied you. They may have gone on with their lives and forgotten about you, but that's one of those things when you're bullied, you you just remember the uh, people. Thank goodness out of a class of 30 kids, there were only four little white boys who, who, who bullied me. Uh, what I want to share right now with your listeners is something that happened in junior high school. Right after gym class, going into the locker room, my, I found my locker door open and my wallet was gone. While I was searching around my area, two white girls came over to me, threw my empty wallet at me, called me the N-word, and shoved me into my locker, which scratched me up, and I was bleeding a little bit. And I'll tell you that I weighed all of 99 pounds. I was frightened, and I was scared. I went to the gym teacher, shaking, crying, bleeding. And I told the gym teacher what happened. And she looked at me very calmly and said, Now, Madonna, those are nice girls. Oh, my goodness. I... I was between a rock and a hard place. I was because I told and that was the response that I got. I went back to my locker feeling even worse. The two girls were by my uh, locker and and then they started calling me a tattletale, <laughs> you know, and, and it was, what did I do to deserve this? What helped me in high school, because I'll tell you, in, in my graduating senior class, there were four African-American males, four African-American females. But what helped turn the tide with me was a sophomore named Beth. She was teased because... She was 5'11", and I think she probably weighed close to 300 pounds, and she wore very thick glasses, 
and her eyes were crossed and her teeth kind of stuck out. Boy, the kids went after her. And anybody who's ever been bullied, when the kids go after somebody else, you feel a sense of relief because at that moment, it is not you. It's not you. That's the. Yes, it's not you. I felt guilty about that. Still do a bit to this day. And that is why I keep Beth's story in my heart. Beth was on the drill team and our school colors were orange, black, and white. And when Beth would march out onto the field in her bright orange jacket, like everybody else, I can remember kids saying, wow, Charlie Brown, there's the great pumpkin. And then everybody would laugh. She also was in the school choir. And you could hear during a concert, you could hear kids saying, you know, they couldn't find a robe for her. They had to go find a pup tent for her to wear. And then people would laugh. I laughed along also. <sighs> now, did you laugh along also so they would think you're with them so they don't come back after you? I think it was just a nervous laughter because everybody was laughing. And and there were times, Professor, when I would laugh and somebody would say, what are you laughing at? And then mm -hmm. throw out the N-word. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But anyway, we started to notice that Beth was absent quite a bit. She'd been absent for about two months or so. And the word had gotten around that she had cancer. Mm. We're in high school. It's the 70s. We're, we just couldn't comprehend that a teenager would have cancer. Because when you're young, you think, oh, only older people have cancer. That's right. That's right. You know? So, so, you know, um, Beth had returned to school, and when she did, she had lost quite a bit of weight. I'm going to say she was probably at her natural weight, maybe about 124, and she was absolutely gorgeous. She had long, straight hair. She wasn't wearing her glasses. She looked like she stepped off the cover of Seventeen magazine. She did. And everybody was like, oh, she's so gorgeous. It was like, oh, fine. You know, now yeah. people want to be your friend, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, high school kids are fickle. But there was something else that I noticed about her, too. I noticed a glow. You know, it just kind of struck me that, yeah, she looked beautiful. and everything, But there was a glow. And I believe that was on a Wednesday. Monday morning, that following Monday morning, after the Pledge of Allegiance, the principal spoke to the entire school. He said that Beth's mother had stopped by and, and wanted him to make an announcement. Beth had passed away mm. during the weekend. And her mother wanted everyone to know 
that Beth loved attending high school. And she showed that love by being in the choir and by being on the drill team. Professor, you couldn't hear a pin drop in our home room. And I'm going to be honest with you. When the principal said that Beth had a choice, she could have stayed home and passed away. But what she wanted to do was to spend her final days going to school. I was angry at Beth. I was angry because I thought if it had been me, if I had a choice, I would not return to her school where I was bullied. I wouldn't do it. I would not do it. And of course I didn't share (laughs) with people, you know, that. No, no. Yeah, I understand. And even if I, well, even if I did come back, it would be to terrorize them because I know I'm dying. You know, this is what you did to me. I'm giving it back before I leave. That would was, that would have been me. Oh, okay. You that know. would have been me. You know, oh. instead of her coming in with a loving heart, forgiveness, exactly. you know that. No, uh, I know me back then. I mean, yes. today, today different. Today I would yes. do the loving forgiveness. Yes. But, but back then in my scooter, I would have been back and it would have been, I'm dying. Hey, y'all, y'all going to hell with me. <laughs> you know? I, and, and, and you see, I, I understand, I understand that. I understand that because, you know, my choice would have been, shoot, I'm staying at home, you know, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. But, but, but anyway, I thought about it and I thought about it and it took me about three to four days to realize Beth had lived her life on her own terms. She knew she was being uh, talked about, but she was in the choir anyway because she loved to sing. She was on the drill team because she had school spirit. And I thought about that and I said, okay, I cannot do anything about the color of my skin. Because I'll tell you, Professor, there were days when I went home and I just cried and cried. And I asked God, why did you do this to me? Why did you Mm -hmm. make me this color? Can you change it? Can you change it? You know? Yeah. Uh, and, And there's a lot of hurt. And people who have been bullied... You, you know that hurt because it's why me? Why do I have the target on me? And there were even black kids who did not like me because I did live in a white suburb because of the way I speak and my demeanor. They would say, oh, you think you're white. You think you're better than us. And I'd go, oh my gosh, I can't catch a break. And I wanted to say, no, I know what color I am because the white kids always remind me, <laughs> you know, and and I can't help <laughs> that I live in a white suburb. That, 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 that's all on my parents, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, what, what can I say? But I really did some soul searching and I thought, I can't change my skin color. 
but I can empower myself the way Beth did and live my life the way I want to, to go on and pursue the things that I want to do. One of which was to go into the fashion industry, which after high school, I did go to a post-secondary school and did extremely well. At this point, there's two things I want to say to your listeners. Mm -hmm. First of all, at the time I was being bullied about the color of my skin, I thought that it was always going to be like that and that um, I'm the only one in the world that's being bullied. You're not. (laughs) I realized and, and I have shared with students that people can bully you about anything because you're the tallest person, because you're the shortest person, because you're the thinnest person, the whitest person, because you have freckles, because of the color of your hair, where you live, uh, what your parents do for a living. It can be anything because you're too pretty, you know, or you're not pretty enough because of because of what a couple of other people think. Because the bullying is not about you. It is about the other person. And I have found out over the years that kids who are bully, kids who are bully, bullies, are usually being bullied by someone else, someone in their family, uh, you know, other relatives, neighbors, somebody. And so here they are lashing out at, at other people. And well, this, they've got this uh, low self-esteem and, yes. uh, about themselves and to feel good about themselves, they bully someone else. Yes, yes. And also, sweet kids who are bullied can become bullies. Because I remember uh, a student telling me about that because we were having a conversation about uh, bullying. And uh, I did ask her, like, why are you bullying people? And she said, Mrs. Hannah, I used to be nice and sweet and considerate to everyone. And then I was just bullied all the time. And then I just decided to give it back. (laughs) And and I okay. Okay. You know, then, you know, a conversation can go on from there. And the second point that I want want to make is that there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. You don't have to dwell on, you don't have to be bitter about your past experience. I can look back now and be grateful for the experience of being bullied because it helped me to develop a thick skin in the fashion industry. And it also made me more sensitive as a teacher. I had no idea that I was going to become a fashion marketing teacher because I just thought my career was always going to be in the fashion industry. But when I became a teacher, sure, I know my subject, but I remembered that gym teacher and maybe a few other teachers 
that when students went to them and said they were bullied or I went to them and said I was bullied, who did not do anything. And I knew that bullying was going to be a priority with, with me. And I knew that the first couple of days of school, you know how it is because you've taught, mm-hmm. you know, you go over the policy procedure, the district, like I taught high school. I don't know what grade you taught, but, um, and, and then the uh, building procedures and my classroom procedures. <laughs> yes. Coming out of the industry at the corporate level, uh, there were some, you know, things that, that I wanted to go over. And the first thing was civility. I told the students civility counts, wrote it on the board, wrote the definition of civility. And I also told them that nobody's going to be bullied in here. Absolutely, positively. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I was bullied from kindergarten to 12th grade. And I know what it looks like. I know what it feels like. If I call you on it because you said something to somebody and go, oh, I was only joking. I'm going to say, no, you weren't. You weren't joking. You meant to say what you said. You meant it. You didn't mean for me to hear it or react to it or call you on it, but you meant what you said. Now, of course, kids always test you. You know that. You oh, know, you yes. Know oh, yes. yes. Oh, oh yes, yes. I had I had the awkward ages of the seventh grade. Oh, so, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, and when students were tested, you know, tried to test me, it was like, oh, okay, yes, oh, I'm serious. And when the students found out that I was serious about it. There wasn't any bullying in the classroom because I put my foot down and it said, no, it's not happening in here. But this is what's going to happen. You're all going to say, please, thank you. You're welcome. Excuse me to everybody. I don't care who you like. I don't care who you don't like, because when you go out in the outside world, you're going to work with very few people that you actually like, and then you have to tolerate everyone else. And I also shared that I know not everybody's going to go into the fashion industry. I know that. But the soft skills are important. Knowing how to say good morning, good afternoon, customer service, wherever you go, wherever you work, that is going to be important, not gossiping, not swearing, um, just always being polite. You know, those things are going to take you a long way, no matter where you work. And plus, I did some teamwork and um, leadership activities, too. Within about a week, things were settled by the, say, three or four weeks I had a team, just just like when I was working back in the fashion industry. I had a staff because in the fashion industry, we, uh, especially in retail sales, uh, you always have goals for people to meet. And once they meet that goal, there's another goal. 
Then there's another goal. Then there's another goal. All right. So, uh, yeah, I had myself a nice team. Everybody was on task, respectful to each other, said please and thank you. And and they drank the Kool-Aid. Yes, they did. They drank the Kool-Aid. And you know how it is in between classes, how the teachers have to stand outside their door to, you know. Yes. If I saw anyone being bullied, boom, I was right there. Like, okay, what do you, what's up? What, what's going on? Oh, Miss Hannah. Yes, yes, yes. It's me. Uh-huh. Uh, this is going to stop right now. Cause I, oh, I, I can remember this really big football player who had a freshman kid who looked like, you know, you know, middle school kids come in all sizes and mm. boy, those, the ones that are just so little and tiny, they're just fodder for, you know, the bullies. And, oh, yeah. and, and this football player had this little guy up by the scruff of the neck and here I come like, uh, no, this isn't happening. Put him down <laughs> now. You know, I'm going to tell the football coach, yeah, this, this, this isn't happening. And, and I can remember that football player coming back to me a little later on in the day and saying, uh, Miss Hannah, uh, you're not going to tell coach what I did, are you? <laughs> and I said, I, I was just, I was just playing. He's my best friend. Yeah. Well, well, you know, the little <laughs> guy, the, the, the little guy that he sat down, you know, um, I, I, I said, are you okay? Oh, yes, I'm fine. Yeah, I, I'm fine. You know, of course, what's the little guy going to say? <laughs> you know? Well, he yeah, he's, he's got to agree with it because they know it's going to be worse if he exactly. tells. Exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. 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 And, and, and I knew that, too. So I, you know, had another conversation with this football player and uh, let him know that uh, – no, I'm not going to tell the coach this time. But if I see or hear, and see, this kid wasn't even in my class. I said, if I see or hear about you doing anything like that again, yeah, I'm going straight to the coach and a few other people too. You know, <laughs> here this big guy is, he's there. Oh, well, and and uh, you know, he he eventually wound up in one of my classes in, in my career in my career exploration class. And in fact, professor, I wound up with quite a few of the school bullies <laughs> in my class. They, they actually signed up for my, for, for my class. And I'm like, you guys are bullies. Yeah. Everybody in the school knows you're bullies. What are you doing in my class? Because I just came right out and confronted them. And they said, oh, well, Miss Hannah, we already know about you. So, okay, okay, you know, I could joke with them, you know, because it's like, mm-hmm. why, are you, why are you taking my class? Because it's, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a shot, you know, and they did. They they acted well in my class. They didn't have a choice, but, you know, okay. I, I, I thought that was uh, in, interesting. And one other thing about once you put your foot down and create projects 
for students uh, so that they can uh, interact with uh, students with special needs or just other students who, who are usually bullied. One young man told me that what one of my students told me that he was on a public bus and there was an adult male who was making fun of someone who was uh, who, who had a special need. And he told me that he stood right up and said to this adult, hey, you're an adult. You know better. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be bullying this person. And he said this on a public bus. And I said, what did the adult do? Well, he just looked at me and looked around on the bus. And then he sat down. And everybody in the class applauded him. And I thought to myself, yes, yes, when you... When you um, demonstrate to students, no matter what age they are, that this is the right way to be, then when they go out in public, they're not afraid to stand up for what's right. Yeah, the thing, these kids have a hard time, and I'm, I'm sure it's because of the internet, they don't see people face-to-face -face a lot, and so now they can hide behind uh, different usernames to do their bullying and stuff. But if they just learn, we you don't have to like anybody, but you have to respect them. Exactly. All are, we are all different in many different ways. We are similar in many different ways. Yes. Right? You don't have to agree with them. You don't have to like them. You don't have to kiss them. You don't have to take them out on a date. You don't have nope. to buy them anything, but you nope. have to respect them and their opinions. They don't have to agree with them, but you respect yep. them because your opinion is going to be discounted to them. And so if people can just learn to just respect them and say, hey, and then go about your business, uh, man, this place could change real quick. And uh, the other thing I really like what you said when there's people, when they realize there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, then know that you're going to get through it. You're going to be fine. Yes. Just hang in the best. And I like to add a little bit to that one. That because uh, I, I usually say when they see the light at the end of the tunnel and they know it's not a train coming, they've oh. got it. They've got it beat. Yes. Oh, I love that, Professor. When you see a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train coming to run you over. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So yeah, like you can that. Use, you can use that now. Go ahead and use it. So. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you. You're not going to charge me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go oh, ahead. Okay. I, I don't have I don't have the uh, copyright on it or oh, the. Uh, okay. So yeah. So, <laughs> so I, hey, this is good. I I, I really man. Um, I wish growing up now that I'm older and more mature because I was goofy. Now I was an athlete and stuff, but I wasn't a bullying type. But if I witnessed a bullying, I stepped in on the. Bully or bully, bullier, but the one being bullied, I stepped in between them and their bully and said, "Come to me, like you come to them." Uh -huh. I did. Yes. I did do that while I was in school, mm -hmm. and the same thing. One time, I stepped in front of this guy, and I, I know both of them. Grown and, but the one, the one guy that was being bullied, he goes, "Oh, he's my friend. He's just playing with me." I'm going well, if you like that kind of playing, and then so I left. But that that was their relationship, 
that the, the kid knew no different. And because the guy was bullying him, I guess, he considered him friend. And so I, I just stepped out of it and said, if that's the way you, if that's the way you like it. <laughs> but oh, I, but yeah, that, I was that type. I wasn't a bully, but I did step in between uh, when I when I saw it was needed. You know, and of course, I guess it could be needed every time. But oh when goodness. it when it got so dr- so dramatic, uh, you know, I would step in. So, yes, so that, was that, was, that, that was me. But I wish I had best heart uh, to yeah. to forgive and and stuff like yes. that. At that time, I was no, I wouldn't. I, I, I've grown up mature, and I'm like that now. Uh, forgiveness and stuff. Uh, but yeah, because I now now if anything, see, when I got in a wheelchair, I was bullied. By not even not even older guy, not even a, someone my age, by a daggum teenager kid. I would get phone calls in the middle of the night, and I don't know how they got my number, and and say and call me Jerry Lewis's kid, you know, from you know, and, uh-huh. and I, fi- I finally recognized the boy's voice, and I remember my and I couldn't hardly do anything then. My brother would I got him and my my brother and another friend. And I got to get me in the car and we drove over to the boy's house. This is like mm. at midnight. And I was, I said, I wanted them to get him out of the house. because I wanted my brother to beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we pulled over across the street from the house at a store and a police comes over and we knew the policeman. And he said, what are you doing out here, James? And I explained what's going on. Jerry Lewis, his kid and everything. And I said, uh-huh. come. I said I'm having my brother beat him up tonight. And then he says, no, just leave him alone. He said, just ignore all that. You're a bigger person. And he said, they go like this. He said, one of these days, something's going to come back on him. And I oh, said, yeah. yeah. And I said, yeah, you're right. And that night is tonight. <laughs> like that. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so, but, so worked up because you're so tired. And here this kid is nothing but else to do at midnight, calling your house. Yeah. And so, but the, we we listened to the police officer. We got me back in the in the car, and we went back home. And I don't remember after that. And I don't know if the police officer went and talked to him, the kid or not. But I don't remember getting any more phone calls after that. So, but uh, yeah, I was I was fired up, and that's one of the only times I can remember me being really bullied. So. Well, there's a there's there's a couple of things. Um, you mentioned about the internet, and you know, cyberbullying. Mm-hmm. I can remember talking to my students about cyberbullying, and quite a few of them said, "Miss Hannah, I don't even go to the site because you see you." have to actively go to a site where people are saying mean things about you. Why? You you see what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. why would a kid go to a site, go to a certain Facebook, go to a certain thing where they know people are saying mean things about them? Go to a chat room where people are why are you going? Yeah. You know, I, I, I can remember asking a student about that student coming in. What's the matter? Well, I'm being bullied online. Really? 
where, you know, and having them tell me. And I said, why are you going there? Yeah, it's kind of like giving them, it's kind of like when you go there, you're giving them permission. Exactly. 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 Um, Well, I posted a picture and then they said things about it. And I said, so? You posted the picture just because you like it or or, or whatever. Um, you know, you're putting yourself out there. And there are consequences to putting yourself out there. And I know kids don't have a, a thick skin like myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are consequences when you post things online and you need to know that not a lot of kids know that don't do it don't you know if 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 you can't take the heat of criticism don't post pictures of yourself and expect to get all these favorable comments i i I know i might sound just a little cut and dry But there are times, as you know, kids will put themselves in a situation Mm -hmm. and they're not thinking it all the way through. And then they don't expect the concept. Well, I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't know people were going to say bad things about me. I did. the Okay, honey. Now, you know, you've learned the lesson. Don't go to the site. And and plus, parents really, really need to know what their child is doing online. And they also need to know who their children's friends are. Now, I'll tell you, I've heard some scary stuff (laughs) being a a high school teacher, you know, with a fashion class. The majority of my students were females. And I overheard too many stories about, well, I told my mother I was going over to my friend's house to stay over. Once I got there, snuck out, you know, was down at the park with these guys that are like 25 or whatever. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you being around junior high school kids, you've overheard some stories too. Cause like we know stuff that parents, if they knew if they go, what, what, you know, not my kid, but uh, parents have to know. And if your child says, Oh, well, I don't want you to meet my friends. Why not? Yeah. That, that ought to be a big signal. Why right not? They're big red flag. Yeah, exactly. Why not? You're neither embarrassed to me or there's something you're hiding. You don't mean to find out that maybe exactly. you're involved with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And in this day and age, you really need to know. You're not even you sure you need to know who your uh, children's friends are, but you need to know what your child's pecking order is with the friends. Is your child the one who is gullible enough to, you know, be involved in dumb things. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell, tell, tell her or him to do it, you know, because they're dumb and then we can laugh at them and, and you know, they'll just think it's fun. Or is your child the bully? Or is your child just a sweet, 
wonderful child who's going to step in and look out for others and see the best in others. You need to know all of this about your child. This is just my opinion, uh, just for being around other people's kids for 32 years. Yeah. But um, you really need to know and you need to ask. Parents need to ask their children, like, if there's some bullying going on in the class, how does the teacher handle it? Who who's the bully? Or or just tell me about everybody in your class, because students are either going to share who the most popular kid is, who the bully is, or who the nerd is, or or, or something. You know who 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 has the most exceptional personality. You, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Okay, uh, yeah, but. Yeah. But but you need to know. And plus, parents need to ask teachers, uh, how do you handle bullying in your classroom? If if somebody's, you know, a bull, if my child is bully, what is your procedure? Plus, parents need to go online and and go to the uh, uh, district page and look up uh, the bullying policies of the school district so that they're not blindsided when an administrator says, well, are you familiar with our bullying policies? They're, they're online. Uh, no, I didn't know that. Well, familiarize as parents, familiarize yourself with it. And also ask every single teacher, you know, you're there parent teacher night, whatever, uh, visiting all the teachers, ask them, what's your policy when it comes to bullying? How do you handle it? And 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 get it straight from the teacher. If the teacher is hemming and hawing, well, um, that hasn't happened. I don't care if it hasn't happened. When it does happen, how are you going to take right. care of it? What is your procedure? So if my child is bullied and uh, I want to sit down and have a conversation with you about it. You know, we, you know, I will already know that this is, this is your procedure. This, this yes. is what you do. Yeah. I, I, we were talking right before we started the podcast here and we was telling you when I was teaching one day and we're at the end of the school year, we, it's only like three weeks before school's out and students going to lunch, I'm going to lunch and I pass one of them students and I say, Hey man, how you doing today? And then I'm leaving, you know, going to lunch. I didn't expect any reply. I figured he'd go on. All of a sudden he goes, not good. No one cares. And I'm going, oh, great. Now I got to stop my lunch to go live. until I had to go back, you know, after he said no one cares. And uh, he told me he'd been bullied. He told me who the two brothers were. And then, then I said, how long has it been going on? And he goes, uh, all school year. I said, You've been going to school for eight months and you had you hadn't told anybody? And he said, Yeah, I have, and no one's done anything. And I'm going, Well, you've got to the right person now. I said, I'm sorry it took you eight months. I said, because I will get stuff taken care of about because I don't put up with that crap. And yep. uh, yep, so after I got done talking to the principal and told the names and told how long they've been bullying this boy on the school bus, off the school bus, here mm-hmm. at the school. Yes. You know, you mentioned, you know, earlier in your story, it's uh, the two white girls and then the teacher says they're good kids. 
you know, these good kids know how to play the game to hide so the teachers don't see it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so so by the time it's over with, the kids, they those two boys end up getting a week suspended. And, uh, of course, again, when school year is over with, I don't know what happened during the summer. I don't know if he ever saw him again. I don't know. But but I felt so bad when he said, not so good, no one cares. I'm going, what? And, yeah, I had to go find out. And I'm just so sorry he had to go put up with that for so long. And I didn't ask him, who did you talk to before? And yeah. I'm glad I didn't because I would have gone and blasted them for not doing what they should have done. So I'm glad I didn't. But, yeah, because I, uh, I know what I would have done. <laughs> so. Well, Professor, I want to commend you for being a teacher who stopped and took the time because you because like you said, it was just, hey, man, how you doing? You know, you wasn't expecting all that, but you took that moment. Yeah, I'm going to lunch, but my lunch is going to have to wait because this is important. This is important. You know, yeah, I got a good lunch today, too. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. Yeah, but <laughs> but this child taking that moment, because unfortunately, you and I, you know, we know of teachers. And I've also seen teachers just let things go because they didn't want to deal with it. and. I'm sorry, I would not let any student hijack my class. Maybe it's my East Coast corporate background, but I'm the one in charge. You are not hijacking. I'm the class. captain of this ship. I'm the, you're right. And I and I said that I am the captain of this ship. You will not cheat any student out of an opportunity to learn. This is an elected class torch over there. I, I actually, well, yeah, I actually went as far as going, you know, I'm the controller of my world here. What you do outside, I may not have control over, but while you're in my world, it will be run <laughs> accordingly. Exactly. You from know. bell to bell, from yeah. bell to bell, you, this is get, my time. <laughs> yeah, if you get away with something on the other side of the building, that I can't see your good faith. That's you. More power to you. You know, for but it will not happen here. Yeah. So you know, I respect this one student. I this is not uh, not a bullying type thing, uh, but I respect this one student. That um, you know, how these kids like to uh, sag. You know, they're oh uh, yes, their yes, pants halfway down their butts oh. and underwear is showing, and so you know, all these schools got these sagging policies, but. Very few of them push it, but I, in my room, you're not sagging. And so, yes. had one kid had this one kid. He he would come to the door, and I go, "Man, you need to pull them up before you come in here." So one day, I even got a daggum uh, suspenders. Yeah, oh, I had extra belts. <laughs> well, I no, I had suspenders like uh, the big, big red ones, like Urkel back in the eighties. Uh, oh, big red ones, and I said. I told him, said, I said, man, I'm not going to write you up and give you detention for this, uh, but you're going to wear these suspenders in my classroom. And he goes, here's why I really respect this kid. 
He said, Coach, if I do that, I'll get suspended. I said, for wearing suspenders? He said, because somebody will make fun of me, and then I'm going to fight, and I'll get kicked out of school. And I said, man, I respect you telling me that because I don't want you kicked out of school. And said, I respect you. I said, I'll tell you what, let's compromise. If you sag outside my door and them teachers don't say anything, I won't say anything to you. But when you get to my door, you pull them up and you come into mine, they're up. I said, but if you're outside my room and the other teachers say, I'll promise you, I won't say anything. And, but yeah, so that's, we compromised and, and he, but I really respect him when he, because here he is the big tough guy. And he said, he said, but if someone sees me, they make fun of me and essentially bullying him. Then he says, I know I'll get kicked out of school because I'll fight. And so I respect what he said there. Mm -hmm. You were able to have a conversation with him. You know, I used, I used to, I know drifting a little bit, but I used to tell other teachers, give me so-and-so if y'all don't want him in your classroom. Because I could, I could talk to them. So I would go like, if they did something in my room, or whatever, and I'd, I'd say, all right, come to my corner of my desk. You're going to share my desk with me. We're going to become buddies. And so this <laughs> way, this way I clean off a corner of my desk. You're right here. I mean, now I can talk to them to find out what's going on. It, see, exactly. And, and other teacher, other kids don't have to listen to us. And yes. Then, then I go, then we build up the trust, trust with their Man, you know I'm in a wheelchair. I can't write on the board. Go write this on my board for me. And don't get over there and goof with your friends and disappoint me. No, coach. I won't, I won't do that, coach. And yeah. uh, and then I would send them to in the hallway to go, once they build up trust, to make copies for me to show that I really trust them out in the hallway to go. And then other teachers come up. Well, you see, so-and-so was out in the hallway, and I saw that you they had your, your hall pass. And I said, well, yeah, I had them go do something for me. They were out in the hallway by themselves. Yeah, I trusted them. And so, yeah, I mean, it's a little twist on what we're talking about. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, these, you give you know, the kids, I, you give the bullions uh, a way to express themselves. Yes. And show that you really do trust them and care for them. They can change. Oh, I've 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 seen them change in, in my class, you know. And, and, of course, they have the ability – of course, they they have the ability to change, but they need to feel like you said. They need to feel safe because as they do start to conform to what the teacher wants, because that's what that's that's what happened with you. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, you're good. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, like that, and I had this one student the very first day of school going over the policies, syllabus, and everything like that, and she just talking away while I'm trying to go over, and I look at her and give her the eye to stop and everything, and then finally, I mean, this is the very first day, so finally, all of a sudden, I go and sling things off my desk, get your books right here, and it was setting the example for everybody else to, and I said, you will be here, we will <laughs> And um, she was there probably half the year before I finally let her go back and everything. I saw her after she graduated high school. She's working at McDonald's and I was going through the drive through 
And she goes, hey, coach, you don't remember me, do you? I said, sure I do. And then all of a sudden she says, oh, from all the bad stuff? No, because of what you did to help me in class and made things easier for me. I really appreciate that, and I thank you. And, yeah, but she she remembered me. Coach, you you remember me? Yes, I do. And, of course, first thing in her head is, Remembering all the bad stuff. The bad stuff. No, yeah. that's when that's when you tell them you remember them for what they did good. Yes, yes, and I would do that parent teacher night. You know, oh, when, yeah. it, when when the parents would come. <clears throat> well, you know, you don't know my child, and it's like this is what I know about your child, and I'd give them about two or three positive things, and they would be looking at me like, "What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What?" It was like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it catches a parent off guard and, and, and it can catch a student off guard too, especially the ones that would say, well, I know you don't like me, Mrs. Hannah, you know, like what? And then I would say, this is what I like about you. And I give them two or three things and they take, they would pause because they, whoa, she just rattled off three or four things that really that's what she thinks about me that <clears throat> that I'm a good leader and then you know I gave an example you know because I never just say things without giving an example and it would be yes I remember the time you did this and that you know without being told and that's initiative and that's important when you go out to to work you know just tie it back to a work situation mm-hmm. and 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 just watching that student just wow you 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 see a transformation yes yes right, yes right before your eyes and <clears throat> for the teachers out there i would like to tell them that don't be afraid to ask the students to be civil in your classroom. When you let them know those first couple of days of school that you are serious about civility, the please, the thank you, you're welcome, excuse me. And if there is someone, you know, you decide you don't like, well, of course you keep that to yourself. But you still show people respect. You said that uh, earlier when Mm -hmm. we were speaking. You do not have to like everyone, but you need to respect them. I'm telling the teachers out there, I'm sharing it with you, 32 years of teaching. You will be able to get more work out of your students because you will have an atmosphere where students will be on task. They won't be afraid to raise their hands and ask questions because somebody's going to make fun of them. They're going to respect you more because you have this safe atmosphere. I had no idea until the end of a school year, <clears throat> one year, when a student said to me, Miss Hannah, I always look forward to coming to your class because it's calm and I don't have to be afraid. 
and, 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 you know, in my head, I'm thinking calm and you don't have to be afraid. Like, what do you have to be afraid of? But, but you see, I had to turn the perspective around to them um, because in some classrooms, <laughs> you know, there were times on my prep period when I'm walking by the office, Miss Hannah, can you drop this off? You know, we don't have an office aide. You know, can you drop this off? And of course, you can't say no because they know it's your prep period and you're going to be going yeah. by the room. Yeah. So I I can remember at least three or four times entering another teacher's classroom and uh, the teacher's teaching to about four kids <laughs> who it's are a paying free for all. And 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 there's a free for all. And and I've actually seen some of my students involved in the free for all. And two things have happened. One, when I enter the room, you know, I'm eyeballing the room, you know, dropping off the information. I've I've seen students look at me and just continue doing whatever they were doing. And I understood them. They gave me a look like. I'm not in your class right now. And they're not. Just like you said, whatever you do outside, you know, because I and, and I just like, yeah, yeah, because you know darn well you wouldn't you be doing Exactly. You wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. That's right. And, and then the kid that feels guilty, you know, because I'm just coming in the room and they're, you know, not paying attention and they're like, oh God, she's here. Yeah. Look, to stop this, you know. <laughs> That's right. You know, it is not my classroom. It's not my classroom, and and you know, I'll just say to myself, "Dang!" <laughs> you know, it's almost like a parent. That's how my kid acts when I'm not around. You know, and then when they come into my class, everybody's all polite on task and and like you said about this kid getting work out of them you know and it's like how do you get them to do work in your class it is the expectation amen it is the i am expecting like what and then what happens is the students become little deputies you know if 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 somebody does if somebody steps out of line it's um you know you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Or are you gossiping? Because we're not supposed to gossip in class. Not don't gossip, don't whine, don't complain. You know, because I told them, you guys complain, you're gonna get extra notes. And I mean it. And you know when I say it, I mean it. And it's like, you know, so if anybody even looks like, what are we doing today? Do we have to take notes? No. That's no. right. Yeah, yeah, you know, don't <laughs> they, they didn't mean they didn't mean that, Miss Hannah. <laughs> you know, you know, and they'll say, Miss Hannah, the bell hasn't rung yet, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Miss Hannah, well, we appreciate you coming in. Boy, I've had a good time with you reminiscing some of my good old days when I used to teach. So, okay. uh, but I appreciate you coming down. And sorry about the bullying you went through, but I'm glad you were able to persevere and overcome it. And I can tell with your positive attitude and your humor. You're an exciting teacher, and kids are blessed to have you. Thank you. I, I, I am retired from teaching. I am retired. Oh, okay. Well, when you see them out in the neighborhood, I'm sure they're I'm sure they still, you know, they'll go back and think how you were and, 
And, and it, I'm sure overall, as they grow and mature, uh, I, they realize how blessed they were to have you. So, oh, hey, you. Dickie's Beer Reviews. Thank you for coming in. Appreciate that, bud. Hey, um, uh, Han uh, Miss Hannah, uh, Madonna, go ahead and tell us um, your website and how we can find your book again. Okay. And uh, any other social medias, maybe how people can find you for your speaking or something? They can certainly go to my website, which is dropkickthedrama.com, and they will find out about me as, a, as an educator, and also they can contact me about speaking. Sure. There you go. I can do it by Zoom <laughs> or right. find me up to your school. <laughs> school district, yes. And my as far as social media, I am on Instagram, Madonna Fit, Fast and Fabulous. I am a uh, competitive amateur sprinter. Talk about perseverance, yes. Yes. And and on Facebook, I am Madonna. B is in boy Hannah. Because believe it or not, Professor, there's more than one Madonna Hannah in the world. But yeah. you gotta put that B in there. Madonna B Hannah. So you and, can and I'll put those links. I'll put those links in the uh show notes. Uh, but for the ones listening, you told them how to do a uh, Google. Do though Google Madonna B Hannah, and you'll get some information then. So Madonna, thank you for coming in. Hey, uh, last thing here. Uh, we know that people are hurting and struggling. If you can give us a powerful message to help them get through today, that would be a blessing. Thank you so much for that. I'm going to say that when you are going through something and you don't think you're going to get through it because you actually will, do something for someone else. Find a way to motivate and empower someone else. That'll help you take your mind up, off of what you're doing because you will get through it. But along the way, reach out and help someone else. And when you do that, you're going to be blessed. Amen. Yeah, I, 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 uh, whenever I'm feeling low... I love what they say in over the South, slower than a uh, snake's belly. That uh, <laughs> I like to, I like to go out and help someone else. And I got a service dog, and we used to go to the store, and these people play with him, and they just so there's my. I get to see them uplift, and the dog is getting some extra loving, and it just makes so when I'm feeling like again knee high to a grasshopper, then. Uh, <laughs> then I like to yeah do do like you're talking to go help someone else because the blessing will come back uh, in some way, some fashion, some form. So it sure will. All right, Hannah, thank you, and uh, Hannah, Miss Hannah, as Madonna, and so thank you again. Hey, for everybody else, it's uh, coming on the replay. Be sure to share us out. You know, someone is struggling; they need some help, need some inspiration, some encouragement, and some humor. Boy, Miss Hanover here is throwing some humor around with us today, making light of a difficult situation that she had been through. So thank you for blessing us, Madonna. Everyone else, do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you 
persevere past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.